Welcome to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show, episode number 68. I am Joe Sebelia. This evening, my guest is Bo Lastovich. Bo is the lead singer of the band True Villains, based out of Nashville. And True Villains is one of those bands that are uh, kind of a newer band, definitely newer to me, and uh, that I was really getting into. As you may know from listening to previous episodes, I don't really listen to a lot of new bands, but I did uh, find True Villains, and I am really liking what I'm hearing. They have a new song out called Awake at Night, which uh, you will hear at the end of this episode. And I talked to Bo about moving to Tennessee from Minnesota, where he is from, and uh, meeting the guys in True Villains, and kind of doing uh, True Villains as a DIY kind of setup. They don't really have a lot of people on their team right now, um, as they are an up-and-coming band, but uh, quickly, they will probably have a full staff. I hope you enjoy this episode with Bo. Check out True Villains. You won't be disappointed. And don't forget to go follow the show over on Instagram. That is where we are most active on social media. Instagram at RR Coffee Show. And you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. But like I said, Instagram is probably where we are most active. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get automatic updates when we release a new episode so you can stay up to date with the show. Thanks for listening. Hello? What's up, man? It's Joe. Hey. Hey, this is Bo. How you doing? Good. How are you doing tonight, Bo? Doing great. Are you up in Tennessee right now? Uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in Nashville. Okay, okay. Is it hot as balls out there? Dude, it's been like 95 degrees all week <laughs> and just so humid. Ridiculous. I'm out here in South Carolina and it's just been, it's terrible. Yeah, man. Oh. So I just try to hide in are you there? Yep. I, oh. I thought I lost you for a second. Uh, we might. Sometimes I get uh, technical difficulties. So how you doing? How you uh, been hanging through this whole COVID thing? Uh, it's, been, it's been pretty good for us. Uh, we've been staying pretty busy here in town. And uh, as, as for like getting out, not much. But uh, this weekend is actually like one of our... We've left for a couple of dates, but these next coming weeks are like our the most we've kind of left this entire year, just getting out of plane in Tennessee. Are you excited? Yes, I am excited just to just to get on the road for a little bit and play somewhere different, play somewhere new. Uh, yeah, just to get back into it. Yeah, and this, these aren't small shows either, right? You're with out with uh, Buck Cherry on some of them. Yeah, we're doing um, Sunday with Buck Cherry. Next week we got. The one with saliva and Buck Cherry, and then another one with uh, Buck Cherry that that same weekend too. And then we're doing a fly date. We're going up to Minnesota, which is where I'm from, right? And we're doing a show up there, and then doing some shows in between too here in in Nashville. Nice, that's exciting. So yeah, I'm pumped to get back out there finally. Have you been back up to Minnesota since you um, moved away from there? Like with the band, hold up. You know what? We got an interruption. Hold on one second. That's all right. <laughs> you know, having your little home studio, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Hey, man, I totally feel you. My, my girlfriend has a, a five-year-old who's here. Yeah. So 
you know, that happens every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I usually don't edit this show, so I'm going to debate whether to leave that in there or not. I don't know how much was heard. <laughs> I, I couldn't hear it. Something about a hurt arm. Oh, what? now I got the other one. Hold on. See, here's what happened. This is making good radio right here. <laughs> no, they they're a little, bit of the, a little, little bit of the personal life. Yeah, there. yeah, you know. Well, well they're fighting that's earlier right. over video games, and it's still going on. So that's what's oh, going on God. right there. They're uh, we got a ten-year-old and an eight-year-old. See, yeah, this one, this one here is five, but he's also very into the video games. <laughs> it's crazy. I wish I never let him start playing video games. Yeah, so it's, you got to take a rain on it. I'm trying to do that right now. Too. Good. I mean, it's not my son but obviously he's here living with me so yeah yeah well maybe he'll make but a cameo I, too I'm, I'm the adult enforcer or one of them <laughs> right right so what i was asking you have have you been back to minnesota with true villains uh yeah we've we've gone back there i think only two times there was like a local uh there's like this event in my hometown it's called spud fest i'm from a very small town up there Spot. And uh, it's just like a potato festival. And we went back and played that, I think, two times. And that's that's really all we've made it back there. Because we were supposed to go back like two years ago. But then it ended, ended up um, conflicting with a tour date where we were doing some shows with Steel Panther. So we ended up not being able to go. And then last year, COVID happened. So mm -hmm. that was definitely a no-go. Mm -hmm. okay. So this will be my first time back in a while yeah well that's cool you got a lot of friends and family coming out yeah for sure yeah i mean i grew up playing in the midwest from when i was probably like 15 16 years old until i was like 23 and then i moved out here and i've been here for the last four-ish four or five four, almost five years so right so when did you start when did you first find your interest in music how old were you uh I was pretty young. Um, my grandma always had, she had a piano and she would always play like fun, like kid songs, like the Mickey Mouse theme song and all kinds of stuff like that. So we started taking piano lessons, but then eventually I started really liking, you know, like not classical style music. And uh, I grew up listening to a lot of nineties country. And then I, I'd gotten a guitar from my grandparents and I started taking some guitar lessons and then I started digging through like my parents' CD collection and I found some CDs that were like Motley Crue and Poison and a bunch of like hair bands. And that was kind of like my first introduction to rock music. And that got me like really excited about playing guitar and music in general. And then it was just kind of nonstop from there, just like always playing, looking for new music and discovering and uh, yeah. So you started on guitar? Yeah, I started for as far as like rock music goes. Yeah, I, mm. I started as a guitar player. Kind of just became a singer because I had started my first band when I was in high school, and I was like the only one that could sing on pitch. So I just kind of fell into it. But then it, I turned out to be a good singer, and you know I really liked it, and just kept getting better and better. Did you have any idea you could sing when you stepped into that role? Uh, I knew that I could like somewhat sing on pitch, 
but I did not personally think I was a very good singer. My parents, when I started playing guitar and singing a little bit, my parents would like try to bribe me into doing it at like a bar or at like a party because my guitar teacher too, he would like have me and my sister who was also taking lessons at the time, he would have us come out to his shows because he would play on the weekends. You know, he was like a singer, uh, guitar player. And so we would get up there and play with him. And sometimes he'd be like, oh, you should come up here and sing a song with me. And so then I kind of started doing that here and there. And, and then I just started figuring out more techniques because I was just so into music. And I feel like you really pick up on stuff that you listen to, mm-hmm. too. And so I was listening to like a lot of that hair metal stuff and eventually figured out like how to use my head voice and mixed voice and like doing the high pitched, like the high range rock stuff. Yeah. And then, and then kind of took off from there because it was something that not that many people could do. Right. Right. Who were uh, you listening to? Like you mentioned Motley Crue and stuff, but I mean, who were, did you have some favorites back then singing wise? Uh, uh, definitely always. Really like Sebastian Bach, Steven Tyler, Axel, uh, Steven from Kicks. After I saw them live, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, a lot of those guys. I mean, I've definitely, uh, eventually, you know, I discovered other types of music, especially through my bandmates in my first band. Like after I was listening to all the hair metal and stuff, then they introduced me to like grunge music. I had never heard like. Pearl Jam or Nirvana or other other heavier bands, Alice in Chains and Pantera. And it was kind of like through those first bandmates that I had that they introduced me to other types of rock music, too. And then, yeah. Yeah. Now, being a singer, it's no secret that a lot of those guys that you mentioned, um, they don't sing as well as they used to, I guess you yeah. could say. And it's not a secret. It's been out in the press, of course. But what, I mean, being a singer, how do you, what do you feel about that? I mean, I know as you get older, it's got to be harder to keep singing the way you did. Yeah, I mean, I, my heart goes out to him because I, I mean, I definitely, I've actually, as of recently through probably just playing too much here in town, I had some vocal issues that I'm like coming back from, which I've never had before. And uh-huh. I'm, I'm still under 30. So, I mean, right. Not like I'm I'm hitting the age where my voice is. I just did something to where it wasn't working as it's the same as it used to, and kind of like recovering from that. So I can't imagine like you know getting older and not being able to sing the way that you used to because that's just part of the voice. You know, it's so mm-hmm. easy for instrumentalists. You just your voice your voice is not replaceable though. Like you can't do anything about it. You know, you just. Right. You gotta hope you have lucky, or you gotta really practice their good techniques and taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're writing the music, and you can be able to sing it that way as you age. And but there's you know there's guys out there like Steven Tyler that are just you know crushing it regardless. Right. I know he's had to have like a couple of vocal surgeries and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm also like. As I've gone on to, I've like weaned away from that. I don't, you know, hair metal and all that. It's, I don't really, that's not my favorite thing to listen to in general. And that's not like really a way that I want to sing anyways. It's like fun to throw in there every once in a while, like the upper range stuff. But 
Yeah. No. Well, you don't, I don't think you, in my opinion, you don't sound anything like a hair metal singer. All right. Good. You know? Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I just grew up doing a lot of, I wasn't a lot, like my first experience was being in a lot of cover bands doing all the hair sure. metal stuff. And that was like my bread and butter. And then, you know, advanced from there. Every band that I joined had kind of a different thing. Like, but the, before I moved to Nashville, I was in a band that we traveled around a lot, but it was much more of like a 70s or like jam, jam band. And then True Villains is like, you know, a lot more heavy and more modern sounding. Um, so I've, I've kind of got a different taste for all different styles of rock and kind of figured what I like the most. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what made you move to Tennessee? I actually came to Nashville on vacation with a group of musician friends and uh, thought it was an amazing city, really liked it. I kind of had done everything that I felt like there was to do in the Midwest as far as played all the clubs, played the festivals, played out at Sturgis Bike Week, like just kind of I needed to go somewhere where I could meet new people and make those connections and Nashville seemed like a good place for it. Okay. Hey, did you know anybody here? Uh, nope, I didn't. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Just checked it out, and I'm like a, I don't know, I'm a friendly dude, so I I met people really quick. I actually met True Villains before I even moved down here. Um, also, they were they were kind of a band and had another singer, and they played one show with him, and it did not work out. <laughs> so One show, huh? So they had kind of put up a... a an ad on Craigslist and I've always had good luck on Craigslist. So I was just kind of scanning through the Nashville Craigslist while I was still living in Minnesota, came up on their ad and I thought they seemed like cool guys. So I hit them up and we did like a FaceTime together. And then I moved down here and Tim, the guitar player, even though I didn't really know him, he just let me crash at his house for a couple of days until I found a place of my own and all nice. that. Nice. So when you guys first got together, did you know it was going to be a good fit at the time or or no um i mean the first rehearsal that we had went well and we we actually decided to play a show i think like two weeks after i moved down here and it was wow and it was awesome our first show together so did, did it, you it felt, it felt like it was right was right it in there covers the or originals uh we played it was like a short little i think we played like four originals and we did uh one led zeppelin cover okay well, that's pretty good. Get like pulling little, it together in two weeks. It was kind of like a little showcase thing, and they, they. I think I lost you. Yeah, so I started working on those, come up with ideas. So by the time I got down there, we had something to jam on the first time we got together, and mm-hmm. so I kind of already had songs written. And then, like one of the first practices we had, we started working on a like a song, a new song right then and there. So. Okay. It wasn't too hard to come up with four songs and, and the cover. Right, right. And what year was that that you got together with them? Was man, I don't know. Roughly two thousand two thousand and seventeen. Okay, so not not an awful long time ago. I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's two thousand seventeen. So now how fast I mean, because you guys are, are you know, you're going pretty good, full steam ahead. I mean, how quickly did uh, everything start happening for you guys? Uh, to us, it seems like a long process just because we've 
<laughs> been through the ringer like with different industry people and um i mean right away we got a really good local following as being like a rock band here in nashville like we gained a we gained a local following really fast and um then we started yeah we've just recorded so many times with different people and then it ended up not working out and so like, there's some of these songs that we have like we only have four songs that you can find right. on spotify and stuff but we have so much material because we've written songs and then went to record it with the producer and then it just didn't sound good so we just trashed those and then did it again and it was just the same thing over and over again kind of until we found nick uh rascalinix who is who we're working with now and uh hoping to get back in the studio with him soon mm-hmm. but we're, we're wanting to do some you know playing out a little bit doing some of that touring and enjoy this summer boom while it's here yeah now yeah i mean who knows what's going to happen right exactly it's, it's starting to look kind of a uh, little scary out there again yeah so that's why we're taking advantage of it <laughs> get as yeah. many shows in as you can yep. but how did you start working with nick through a mutual friend of ours his name's et he works at csac he had just been supportive of the band come out to a lot of shows and he was friends with nick and he told nick to come out to a show and he saw us and liked what we were doing so he kind of set up a like a more formal meeting with him where we played through our songs and then he picks them out and we went into a studio and and yeah we just i guess he just really liked what we were doing so he decided to work with us which is really great to have him on our team and kind of unheard of too he doesn't work with really any small bands that we know of mm-hmm. yeah so, so he must really believe in you guys did you know enjoy what we do and let us work with him right right so these four songs that are available it's uh the villain blood in the water dig your grave and you just released a new one awake at night is that yeah okay okay so were all these recorded with Nick? Yeah, we did them in pairs of two. Um, so we did Blood and Villain um, in his original studio that he's in. We were actually the last people to record there with him. And then he was moving out of that spot like as we were finishing up and moved into his new spot. And then we recorded Dig and Awake at Night as soon as he got set up in there. Okay. And you said you record a lot with him or just those four right now? Uh, just those four for right now. Okay. And we'll, we plan to get back in with him probably in the fall time after all this or just depending on what happens really. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so he's on your team now. Do you have more people behind you guys or are you doing it all kind of DIY stuff? For the most part, DIY stuff. We have other people, but it's, it's not as formal as we, like, we don't really think it's as formal to, you know, call them that. We're setting up a showcase here at the end of September, um, and this guy that's kind of helped doing some management stuff with us and some other agency people. They're like they're just going to try to help help us out and bring out people. Mm-hmm. A lot of like True Villains kind of started because some of the other guys were sidemen for a long time, and then you know decided that they wanted to play music that they liked. Because country is, you know, a big thing here, especially in the side guy realm. Sure. But they wanted they wanted to play rock music and they wanted to do their own thing instead of 
bowing down to some artist, you know, like why not just do your own thing and do what you like to do. Mm-hmm. And so they played with, you know, a bunch of artists that were signed to big labels and we've all separately met people throughout our time in music and try to use those connections to, you know, get the, this thing moving. Right. Now, have you been shopping to major labels or is that not something you've started yet? Mm, not, not really. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if we even really want to be on a label. Right. I mean, it's a different time now. I mean, I guess you got to weigh out what's best. Would really like to do it ourselves if we can just need a good agent who will put you out on lots of shows and we have Nick. So that's helpful. And and then just having like a solid manager. If we had those three things really, really lined up and tight, I feel like that's all we would need anyways, because we've been self-sufficient with everything else as far as funding the band through us playing together uh we do have you ever been to nashville you know i've been through nashville i've never been there like overnight so i can't i'd have to say no okay well we play down on the local the broadway which is the big strip here in town too that's kind of how we fund um everything that we do and some of the guys are just still full-time musicians through true villains by using that Mm -hmm. so that's managed to you know, do everything ourselves and keep it in house. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew another band. I used to play in bands back in Florida when I, you know, a long time ago, but uh, there was, there was a band that did that same thing and they went, they had their, their main band, their original band, which ended up Mm -hmm. signing with a major label. But then in their downtime, I guess you would say they had another band, same guys, but they only did covers and they called the band to something. It was a different name. It wasn't the same name. Yep. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Hey, nothing wrong with that. It beats, uh, I guess, working nine to five. Yeah. Keeps I mean, everybody on the same schedule, too. Only makes you tighter as a band. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I definitely think that's an excellent way to go. Um, yeah, I was talking to uh, a buddy of mine that's a um, program director at a radio station up in New York. I asked him about you guys, and he didn't hear of you, so I, I gave him some information on you guys, and... Uh, I don't know. See if he likes it. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. You know, I I don't, I have mentioned on the show before, I don't listen to a lot of new bands. I mean, because I just don't listen to radio. I don't even know how I found you guys, to be honest with you. But um, every once in a while, I'll hear a band and I'll, I'll think there's something there. I really like it. And you guys are one of those bands. I think, uh, you know, your musicianship in the band is great and your vocals are one of a kind. I mean, I was trying to pinpoint who maybe you sound like, and I really couldn't do it, which is a good thing. Thanks. Yeah. I kind of used to, when I started singing, I used to hate my voice. And then like, as time went on, I kind of liked its uniqueness and definitely. Yeah. Groot Groot actually like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is the, why did you guys approach it with um, releasing singles instead of recording a full album with Nick? Uh, it just seems to be the name of the game these days with Spotify and, you know, people not buying albums so much anymore. And it, it has worked for us because as a band with nobody backing us, I mean, if you look on our, like on our Spotify playlist, we have, a good amount of plays and a good amount of monthly listeners all 
I'd say mostly because of releasing songs as singles and Allie, who is like the head of Spotify, has helped us out a lot too. She'll put our singles on some of the, the Spotify playlists, which helps get us new listeners, like people who have no idea who we are. And if we, you know, released an album, we'd just be blowing it all in one shot, whereas releasing these singles gives us a little bit of momentum and something to build on. And then, oh, there's another something to build on. Right. Seems to be the name of the game now. Everyone's attention span is too short to take in that much. It's just better to do the singles, and it's worked for us so far. So that's probably going to be the way we're going to keep going with it for a little while. And then we might just conjoin them all into one thing and be like, "All right, here's our, you know, our EP or our album." Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely think that's a good way to go too. I know there's been a lot of debate. You know, people talk about which which way is the better way, but I think the single, like you said, you know, it, it keeps you fresh. You know, every few months, if you put a new song out there, it's going to keep you fresh in the minds of the listeners. Which, yep. like like you said, nowadays their attention span is not really there. I mean, everybody's so busy. Yeah, it gives you the most bang for your buck too. Yeah, tell me about your songwriting process. I mean, how do you guys come up with your songs? Does it start with a guitar riff that you come up with or a melody line? or We, we kind of all work together in different ways. Like sometimes I'll come up with a riff. Sometimes Tim has a – Tim, the guitar player, he'll have like a riff idea. Matt, the drummer, sometimes he'll have like a melody that he'll be singing for a, for a vocal thing or for a guitar uh, riff. And then so we did – so we did have a storage unit, and that's where we would get together and – go through but as of a couple months ago somebody tried to break into there so we had to move out so now our our rehearsal has been changed up a little bit we we've been getting together less we're we're trying to we're we're figuring out a new spot to go to um but our writing price process is definitely like us being together in a room and kind of just jamming through the songs and coming up with parts and then piecing it together and then working with Nick has helped us learn how we shape a song as well. Mm-hmm. Even though we've done four songs with him, just, you know, seeing how he works a song. Cause we would have our songs and he doesn't let us just go in there and record it as it is. And the first day is all pre-production where we just play through the song and we really like narrow in on the, the different parts and the pieces. And he says, try this and, do that and cut this out maybe try adding this in and stuff like so we'll we kind of have that mindset when we're playing together too and writing these songs like oh what would nick say if he was here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now do you when you do you demo a song and send it to him to get his thoughts on it or or you just wait until you guys meet up sorry what was that when you're writing new songs do you demo them and send them off to nick to get his thoughts on them um we we'll sometimes we'll record demos at Greg, our keyboard player's house. Um, sometimes we'll just do voice memos and we'll send him as, and then he kind of just goes through it. Like if we send him, you know, a handful of ideas, he'll be like, Oh, I really like this idea or this could be something or not really this one. And yeah, kind of mm-hmm. kind of just through them and see if there's anything in there that trips his trigger. Right. Now you you had mentioned uh, your keyboard player Greg. What made you decide to add keyboards into the band? Because nowadays you don't really see a whole lot in a rock band, a whole lot of keyboards. Uh yeah, we so 
once we were just a four piece and then they had known Greg from another sideman gig and we had got him to come and record on our first EP that we did, which is no longer really out. It was kind of a, a live six song EP that we recorded when we were just getting started. And uh, Greg played on two of the songs and then he started coming out to the shows because we wanted him to play on those two songs. And then it was like, oh, well, we have these other songs. You want to just play on these? And eventually he was, he was just playing all our songs. So we're like, will you just join the band and <laughs> be part of this? And then as we... As we have um, grown, we have changed out of, like, our our sound has gotten a little more modern, a little more heavy, a little less on the, like, southern rock side or maybe classic rock side compared to what it was when we started out. So instead of just piano and B3 noises and stuff like that, Greg also, like, has a synth and has learned how to fit, you know, how to fit into a song like for the song instead of just playing for himself like mm. there's a lot of things in those songs that people probably don't realize are synth and keys or pads and stuff like that but there's actually a lot of parts that are in the backgrounds of there some of those weird sound effects and stuff that's all sure. Greg. sure yeah and it's not overdone either i think you guys yeah, do a good job of mixing it in there he's just fitting it in there nicely so it goes with this you know it's for the song Whatever's best for the song. Yeah. So being a band doing stuff on your own, I mean, what's been the biggest challenge for you guys? Um, um, say, you say nothing. There's been no challenge. <laughs> it, there's, there's challenges just because you're doing it on your own. I yeah. Mean, it just trying to get some seriously yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um can, can be difficult it's like nobody really wants something until everybody's jumping on it at the same time too you know they kind of just all keep it in their back pocket and that's like one of the most frustrating things yeah yeah all right well cool man i mean like i said i mean you guys are definitely one of the newer bands that i've been listening to i i think you got a bright future ahead of you um you know, just keep pounding away at it. Thanks, man. Appreciate you checking it out. Definitely. And, uh, um, the- yeah, and good luck with your shows coming up. You know, be safe. Did you guys get, um, when COVID started, did it put you back? Like, were you getting stuff rolling and then you had to stop all of a sudden? Or what was going on at that time? Uh, Yeah, we were, pl- we were playing a lot. We were supposed to be doing some other road stuff. Um. And we ended up going, the times that we went into the studio to record Dig and Awake was actually during COVID. So we got those two things done. And then also some of our music videos that we shot that are on YouTube. We we took the time from COVID to get that taken care of. And then kind of spent the rest of the time just writing and jamming with each other. Yeah. Okay. I saw uh, your videos, by the way. Um very cool. Who uh, do you have a friend that's shooting those, or I mean, how are you making those? Yeah, his name is Adam Eubank. Um, he's a friend of ours that the other guys in the band have known since I moved down here. Actually, the first time that I got together with those guys, he came out, and I think he was just filming some stuff or just was just hanging out and watching. So he's been there since the very beginning, and 
in that video for the villain, I mean, some of that footage that he had thrown in there was from very, very early on because it's kind of a it's kind of a collection of just stuff that he's taken over the handful of years. Mm-hmm. So he's been around for a while, and he yeah he did all of our videos and did a great job. I found, came across a uh, an I, I guess it's old because you had blonde hair in it, short blonde hair, I believe it was. Yeah, I actually, I used to have really long hair when I lived in Minnesota, and right before I moved, for some reason, I just cut it all off, uh-huh. and then I moved here, and then I joined you know, the rock band, and I was like, well, I guess I'll grow back out, so. Yeah, yeah, you had like a, uh, Wait, since the- like a Duran Duran hairdo. People always thought that I looked like <laughs> the Cobain when it started to grow out. When it was growing, yeah. You when it was like middle, middle length. Yeah. That was the song. I don't remember the name of the song I heard, but that wasn't a bad song either. But I'm guessing that was an old song. You know which one well, I'm talking about? The video? Maybe it was for like Electric Blue or Cut Me Loose. Cut Me Loose, I think it was. Those were two videos that we did. Cut Me Loose no longer exists on YouTube, but I think it's somewhere like deep in our Facebook archives. Electric yeah, it's Blue, out there. I think it might still be the YouTube video, or like the music still might be up for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those were the very and those were like the first two songs that we that we recorded for that EP. I think. Yeah, are those in the can but, now? Or those are still fun songs that we love to play live. You still play them? Would, would like to re-record them with Nick, but we're just focused on new stuff, and that would that would be something that just like used to fill out an album or something like that later in the future. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were good songs, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Bo. Well, listen, man. Um, is it okay to play your uh, latest song, "Awake at Night"? Sure, whatever one you like the best. I'll play. I'll play the new one. I'm I'm digging the new one. I've been listening to that one. But right. uh, listen, I appreciate you taking the time once again. Uh, thank you. Um, and then you know, I hope the best for you guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hit us up if you're ever in Nashville. Oh, I will. I'm I'm in uh, South Carolina, so I'm probably what maybe six to eight hours something like that but uh that's not too bad no i'm gonna try and get out there i'll let you know and maybe you'll be playing or catch a show or something i'm sure we will <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy well you take care man you too thank you all right see From the start, I was hooked. We were riding home, you could ride in stone. Our time is long, we're all of the ages. Just think of all the time we spent. Remembering, remember when I thought it all could never be taken. It's love and war, we keep it score. We both have casualties. Be